Welcome back to the Get Out of Porn Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Wilkie. Today, we are going to be looking at accountability partners. If you are an accountability partner, I'll have some things to share with you as to uh, what you should do to be a good or the best accountability partner you can be. But if you are somebody who is looking for one, here are some ideas of what you ought to be looking for, um, how you might be able to pick the best accountability partner, because this is a scary, scary part of this process. We've been discussing some of the behavioral changes. We've been discussing triggers. Um, bouncing your eyes, things like that. But when we come down to getting out of a porn addiction, we really can't do it without this accountability partners, in my opinion. Uh, we, we just can't get out fully without having somebody there to walk alongside us to help us through this addiction. And there's reasons for that. So I want to get into the reasons, but I also want to get into what we ought to be looking for in an accountability partner and maybe some of the pitfalls of of previous accountability partners. Um, I've, I've been one and I've made some of these pitfalls myself. I've also had some who have made some of these pitfalls and so I want to get into that. But first things first, why is accountability so important? You know, there's this myth, this idea that accountability is, or an accountability partner's job is to make the addict feel scared of falling, right? We're going to uh, really drop the hammer every time that they fall and let them know that, man, hey, if you fall, there's going to be serious consequences. You know, they may have that set up where there are serious consequences. Most of the time, there are serious consequences, whether initially you're down the road. But they know that. They're coming to you. If somebody's come to you as an accountability partner, recognize the job is not to scare them out of it. The job is to do one simple thing, and that is this. To provide the missing piece of unconditional love that they're looking for. That's what it is. That's what accountability is all about is to provide the missing piece of unconditional love, to be there and walk alongside the addict. They have gotten rejected or they feel worthy of rejection. They feel so much shame over what they've done that they need somebody to come along and say, I'm still with you, man. I'm still here for you, even though you've sinned, even though you've fallen, even though you've relapsed, you've gone back in, you've looked at porn. I still love you. I still care about you. I'm still praying for you. I'm still here for you. So first and foremost, the accountability partner has to be somebody who is grounded in love, who loves you, who cares for you, who who wants to walk alongside you in your addiction and not just provide the immediate accountability of a one-time check-in one time a week and, oh, sorry to hear that, uh, or of the slap on the wrist, but somebody who really genuinely cares about you. So when you are picking a an accountability partner, pay attention to this notice or pick out somebody who you think is going to provide love to you. Yes, structure. No, not the past. Not the, not the, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm so sorry to hear what's going on. All right. Well, love you lots. See ya. No, that's not accountability either. So what is accountability? It has to be grounded in love. It can't just be the slap on the wrist, but there's more to it. And so the first thing accountability has to do is to offer support and not condemnation. But the second is what they should be doing, they ought to be asking, how did you fall? They ought to be identifying triggers. How did you access it, right? What caused you to what caused you to fall? What triggers were you feeling? What emotionally drove you to relapsing or to acting out? Where were you when this happened? Uh, what was the circumstances? What time of day was it? Are we noticing any patterns every time you fall? Is it always every time you go to bed, you find yourself getting more aroused and, and ready for looking at porn? Um, Okay, so you told me that you accessed it on Instagram. How are you planning on getting rid of that? What are you going to do about it? Well, you know, I'm thinking, uh, well, I'll just tell myself I won't next time. Well, it didn't work this time. So truly, how are you going to put a roadblock there to make sure Instagram's not a problem? 
Maybe here's a thought. What if you delete Instagram? Maybe you can still access it through the Covenant Eyes app or something like that, through a browser that is, is checked, that is filtered, whatever it may be. So maybe you can access it there, where an accountability partner now has the ability to access. Well, brother, I, I found it through YouTube. Okay, are you deleting YouTube? Are you getting rid of that? That's what a good accountability partner does, is they say, how did you access it, and what are we going to do about it? How are we going to get rid of it? How are we going to make sure that this is not a sticking point again? And if it is, at some point, you've got to start cutting the arm off, so to speak, cutting the hand off, as Jesus talks about, plucking out the right eye. That is how we do it. We get rid of the problematic apps, the things that are, are driving us to it. Well, you start getting really lonely at night, maybe. Maybe that's something that happens a lot. You get lonely a lot. Well, how do we, how do we fix that? Maybe give me a call, right? Give me a call at that time of night. I'll be up. It's 1130. I know that's late. I'll be up. We'll talk through some things, right? Um, we get proactive. You don't have to be, the, the accountability partner doesn't need to be your therapist, but they do need to be proactive in helping you figure out what happened and what went wrong and holding you accountable to those things. It's not a slap on the wrist. It's a proactive measure to say, we're going to make sure that this doesn't happen again. We don't reject you. We know it was a difficult week. We'll pray with you. We're sorry to see that that happened, but there's also some things you can do to get better. So they need to ask how you felt. They need to identify the triggers. They need to encourage often. Is your accountability partner encouraging you? Or when you go to pick, is this somebody who will encourage you? Are they a drill sergeant, drill instructor? Or are they going to encourage when you do fall and say, I understand how difficult this can be. Let me help. They need to be somebody who's in the word and who's praying for you. Do they pray for you every single day? Are they consistent? Here's a big one for accountability partners. Be consistent. Pray consistently, but be consistent in checking in. Man, I speak to myself here. I've been an accountability partner for plenty and it's very easy to check in this week, check in the next week, and then you go on vacation, you forget to check in, and then the next week goes by and you're stuck at work and you're, you know, getting back to work and you forget to check in there. And there's all these these check-in problems where now it's been three weeks and you, you get back home and you go, I'm so sorry. How have things been going? Oh, brother, it's been tough. I've, I've fallen a few times in there. Oh, you know, now you feel terrible. Now you don't know what to say because you dropped the ball. Don't drop the ball. Be consistent. Set timers if you have to on your phone. Check in with so-and-so. Pray for so-and-so. Reach out to them. Offer that love. Offer the support, not the condemnation. They get condemnation from everywhere, and that's honestly what the addict is expecting. They're expecting to be condemned. So what should you do? Again, offer love and support, not condemnation. Be consistent in setting timers. Ask how they fell and identify the triggers. Encourage often. Seek those deeper issues of what's really going on. Not just the triggers, but what's really going on in their life. Maybe they're really struggling. And pray for them. Every single day, be consistent in your prayers. I think those are, are key to the accountability process and helping people feel that they are loved, that they are appreciated, that they are cared for, that they are being listened to and walked alongside. So what are some pitfalls? What are some things that they need to avoid, that accountability partners should avoid, or as you're looking to pick an accountability partner, what are some things that you should avoid? First, don't ask what they looked at, Okay just not appropriate. We don't need them reliving it. We don't need them calling that to mind of, you know, the the particular picture or video they watched. Don't ask what they looked at. We also don't want that to trigger you if you're a male accountability partner. Second would be don't ever act out of shock. You did what? You saw what? That doesn't help. What that does is it creates a stigma. And what they realize is I'm not coming to you with that again. If you think about the way that you respond, it has a huge effect on whether this person is more prone to lie to you or to be very honest forthright, forthcoming with you on these things. Don't act out of shock. Um, that will only make things worse. 
Third, don't lecture. You're not their dad. And even if you were their dad, even if the dad is the accountability partner, please don't lecture. Please don't make this, make this, um, you know, the, the time where we're going to tell them off for what they did. They know what they did is wrong. Okay. They get it. They understand it. Uh, they're not proud of it. They don't need the lecture. They don't need the 15 minute lecture of sitting down and saying, well, son, let me tell you what you did wrong. Let me tell you why this hurts. Let me tell you why pornography is horrible and it's awful. And what you looked at is, is wrong. We get it. If you're at the stage of asking somebody for accountability, the last thing you need is to be lectured at and told why looking at porn is wrong or shamed into X, Y, or Z. Don't lecture if you're an accountability partner. Don't find somebody who's going to lecture you, or if they do, confront them on it. Last, don't shame them. Don't don't make this a, once again, this kind of goes with the other three um, of asking what they looked at, acting out of shock, and, and lecturing, but don't shame them in, I can't believe you do this. Look, they're sinning against God, not you. You're the accountability partner. You're the one that's supposed to walk alongside them and recognize they realize they've sinned against God and they feel horrible for it. Shaming them even more doesn't help. It doesn't help. It doesn't It doesn't help them open up anymore, feel better about it. What you're trying to do is get them to come to you with their issues, with, with their, their problems, when they've fallen. And if in the way that you're responding to them, they're less likely to do it, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. I don't want an accountability partner freaked out to come to me and tell me they've fallen because that's not the point. The point is for us to get proactive and to give them love and to say, look, man, this doesn't mean you're unworthy of love. It means we need to get a handle on this. What can we do about it? That's loving. Loving is doing what's kind for them. Having them act out of fear or, man, I, I don't want to go to them because I'm going to get the 15-minute long lecture or I'm not going to go to them because they're going to shame me over what I looked at or they're going to be shocked that I did this. Um, that I fell again, or that I fell three times in a week. I can't possibly tell them that. Well, great. You just worked yourself out of accountability. You want to create a sense or a space for accountability that is rock solid, that makes you want to go to this brother, want to go to this sister, and to ask. And I would say, actually, to that point, try not to make it a sister. Uh, Try not to make it a woman in Christ if you can, um, if at all possible. It isn't helpful for them. Uh, they don't need to hear this. And to be honest, they don't often know how to handle it. So a lot, I get the question of like, well, what about a spouse? What about a mom? Should a spouse or a mom be an accountability partner? That's really up to you. Initially, when you're getting out of porn, no. No, I don't think so. Um, that's It's a difficult question. But when you are getting out of porn, I don't think... Asking people who are going to be highly triggered at what you're doing is smart. I don't think it's wise. I think when you're getting out of pornography, there are very, very, very few people that have ever been able to go cold turkey on it, Um, meaning you're going to fall some. You're going to have those relapses. If it's going to absolutely destroy your wife every single time, you're not going to want to do it. It's going to be the hardest thing in the world. And you say, well, that's the point is I want to make it difficult. I don't want to, I don't want to tell my wife that's down the road. You need to make it difficult, yes, where you know you don't want to fall and it's not easy to relapse and fall, but you're not having to check in with the, with you know a person or two, your mom or your wife, that are going to just absolutely act out of fear and or disgust or how could you or anything like that because that gets into shame, right? So early on in your sobriety, I would say no. That's my advice. Later on when you've got a little more of a handle on it, yeah, I think it's great. My wife is my accountability partner and I talked to her and talk to her regularly about these things, making sure that I'm on the straight and narrow. And if I deviate 
and if I happen to lust or, or go down a wrong path, which still does happen from time to time, um, I talk to her about it. And yes, sometimes it's more difficult than not, depending on her mood and, and such, but I'm far enough along where it's not a weekly struggle. It's not really a monthly struggle where I'm having to come to her every month and tell her something. It's it's occasional. That makes a difference. And I know that my wife isn't going to shame me over it, but we're going to work together on it because she knows how to be a good accountability partner. Most wives, most moms, most women do not. So I would say pick some strong men in your church and some men that are willing to build a relationship with you, willing to walk alongside you and help you in whatever ways possible. That's what is needed. That's what's necessary here. So with that, if you have any questions about accountability, please let me know. This is an incredibly important part of sobriety. You have to be honest. You have to be open. You have to be talking with with your um, accountability partners often and letting them know, I need your help. Please pray with me. Call them in the middle of the night. Um, let them walk alongside you. Let them help you. Don't look at yourself as a burden. Say, well, I can't possibly, you know, I can't come to them at this time. It's, it's midnight. I can't call them reach out to them. Maybe they're asleep, but you know what? Reach out to them. See if they can help you. Um, That's what good accountability partners will do is they will walk alongside you and help you in whatever ways they can. With that, once again, if you got any questions, please let me know. Um, Feel free to email us at at Focus Press or email me at joewilkiecounseling at gmail.com. And I would be uh, more than happy to answer any questions on the issues of accountability uh, because this is so, so, so important. Please do not make the mistake of thinking that you can get through this on your own. This is a, a, an addiction that is solved by unconditional love, by care, by support. And what you're lacking is, is intimacy. You're lacking openness. You're lacking honesty with somebody else. That's why we call it an intimacy disorder. Accountability is supposed to replicate that. It's supposed to replicate unconditional love. And, and, and not replicate it. It's supposed to be unconditional love. It's supposed to shine the light of Christ in your life and help you realize you're not too far from being saved. You're not a disgusting person because you looked at porn. You're human. You are struggling in something. And, and the accountability partner, and hopefully partners, hopefully there's multiple accountability partners, are there to get you out. Lower your pride. Recognize you're not alone in this. You do need help in this. That's okay to need help. Seek intimacy, not not sexual intimacy. Seek intimacy on the spiritual and the emotional and the intellectual level with your fellow accountability partners. Pursue a solid relationship with them. Look for the right ones who are going to walk alongside you, who are going to hold you accountable in the appropriate ways, and get it done. Get it done. That's going to wrap us up for this episode of the Get Out of Porn podcast. Thank you for listening. 